Welcome to the D&D world of Roll420s from Binge on This. Join along as a racially confused cleric. My name is Flint Fireford. I'm actually a human cleric, but I totally believe that I'm a dwarf. A klepto with a forgotten past. My name is Silver with a Y. With I mean, no I memory before the age of 89. A 300 pound stoner that was raised by Monty Python pirates. My name is Thelonious Kindbud of Clan Kindbud, and I'm the captain of the Cincemilla. And a woodsman from Montana. Steve, he's, <laughs> he's real big into bagpipes, too. <laughs> as they go on a wild campaign known as the campaign I've called it the War of the Brother Kings. Fuck, you baller monster. Join us for this brand new DD campaign on an all-new show from Binge on This called Roll 420s. Quiet on set. Quiet on set. <laughs> Welcome to Sam of All Trades, a Binge on This show. Binge on this, where you can find other shows like Roll 420, our D&D campaign, Reading Ronin, where tales and fables are read, What's Hood with Forever Cabron, where we get an introspective dive into the Latin culture, and This, That, and the Other with me, Sam, and my co-host with the most, Brian Tassara. And today joining me is Alexis Kuna, a registered nurse. Welcome. I Hi. Wish we had, wish we had clapping. I can't clap. <laughs> I can clap for myself. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for, for coming and doing this. For sure. I, I know you were a little, little uh, timid about getting the interview thing going. But I still am. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's going to be very easy. It's going to be very quick, um, but I really appreciate your time. Okay. All right. So you are a registered nurse. Can you tell me a little bit how you got into that? Oh, that's a long story. But long story short, I was an art major. I was a writer. I was oh. everything non-healthcare. <laughs> okay. But my family were all in healthcare, and it's just a really long story. But anyways, I tried it. I loved it. I'm still in it. Okay. And I like what I do. That's great. I mean, so, yeah, you, you got pushed in that direction. Mm-hmm. Kind of a family thing. My family's a little more on the cops side. Oh. But my sister's now a, a um, respiratory therapist, so... Very they kind of nice. went in that direction. Actually, we have a lot of people in, in the caregiver. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for, for doing that. That's, you know, I feel like we should talk to <laughs> nurses like veterans now. Like, thank you for your service. It's always a little service. awkward when people say that to me. Like, thank you for your service. I'm like, uh, you're so, welcome. <laughs> so that kind of brings me into the next part. So you're, you're a registered nurse. So what do you actually do compared to what people think you do? Well, every time I say I'm a nurse, people always think Grace Anatomy, right? So oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's like the yeah. number one thing. That, oh, you guys have sex in the rooms in the hospital, <laughs> and you know you climb the beds and do CPR on people. And have you? What's the weirdest thing you've seen? It's always the questions. Always, always the question. The thing is, it's what I do, especially because I work in ICU. I see okay. the worst of the worst. And I actually do a lot of crazy things. Mm-hmm. But if I have to explain it to you guys, it's not going to sound the same as Grey's Anatomy. Right. Um, one, like a team of writers wrote your thing. You know, it's, it's not going to make sense because unless you understand the background, you're not really going to 
know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like all the little things that I do. And of course, there's always a jargon that mm-hmm. that people don't understand, you know. So people think that I either go crazy Grace Anatomy style or I'm just passing meds. I'm a mad pusher. And then there's probably the <laughs> one one end of people that are like house, right? You're like like the nurses yeah. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And I'm sure... Sure, perception of what nurses do and doctors do in this time of the pandemic ha- has changed. Obviously, your duties have amplified during during this COVID thing. But how has it changed? You know, it's funny that you say that um, it's been amplified because it, in, in a lot of ways, it hasn't been. We've okay. always had this kind of intense environment especially if you're working in icu or if you work in the emergency department mm-hmm. like this is how our norm is you know okay but now we have something that we don't know that's what the fact of the matter is like nobody knows what COVID is nobody knows how to treat it properly we think we know and then the next thing you know they're not getting better and people are literally dying like i've seen in a, a bag unfortunately a few bodies mm-hmm. because of COVID, and people think oh you know you People, that, this person died because of pneumonia. They just so happened to have COVID. And what people don't understand is it's all, they all sleep in the same bed. Yeah. You know? It's all But linked. the fact of the matter is the patient had COVID when they passed away. But in terms of you telling me that it's been amplified, it's been the same in that way. Mm-hmm. What's not the same is that we don't know how to treat it. Okay. Things are changing every day. Actually, things are changing every hour. Literally, I go into work. It's one thing. In three hours, don't do that. We don't do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's probably the biggest thing. Obviously, that's very tough on you because you're trying to care for these people and they're looking at you for care, but it's hard to do that when those those guidelines are changing for you all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that must be really tough. Um, What is one thing, just to change gears off the COVID a little bit, because we're, we're all a little COVIDed out. What is one thing you would like to have known or learned about before you pursued the medical field? Because I know you said you had a lot of people in your family in that field, so you probably had an insight to it. But what is something that you, now that you've lived it, you wish you knew? You know, it's a very empowering career, especially if you pick fields like mine, like critical care. Mm -hmm. You will definitely feel a certain type of accomplishment in your life, you know? And, you know, you're saying that we're all COVID out. But the thing is, that's probably one thing that I would have wish somebody told me that, hey, nobody really. And but that's everybody, right? Like right. nobody really thought we were ever going to be in a pandemic. Well, this is like probably the most intense that I've been in. And mm-hmm. I've been in places where the doctor emergently had to pull your guts out of your stomach i've seen those things you know what i mean like where we have to give you like 10 bags of blood in like 15 minutes like i've been in a lot of crazy things but and that gives me adrenaline and i like it but the thing is with covid it's like it's not just about me like if i go home i live by myself but if i had a family and you know or if i had roommates or whatnot i go home i bring that at home i possibly could bring that home Mm -hmm. to somebody and these are the things that i wish somebody told me that because whatever you do can affect your family and loved ones indirectly. And that's probably the biggest thing that scares me. Yeah. And the most I worry about every day. So that kind of brings me to another question about, and we're back on COVID, but. <laughs> so, Can't stay away. <laughs> right, right. So as a registered nurse, but also as a civilian, as a normal 
everyday person who is on social media mm-hmm. every day, I, I would assume. What frustrates you most, most about people's perceptions about this coronavirus, what's going around, or what people are saying? What I hate the most about this whole COVID thing, and I, ha- I have this nurse blog going too, so I follow a huge healthcare um, niche, and, and I also have my friends and everything, and my family who are all in the same thing. What annoys me the most is that it's become so political. Like, it's not political. It's straightforward. Mm-hmm. People are dying. And we're not just talking about the U.S. We're talking about the entire world. Yeah. We're not just talking about Los Angeles or maybe 40 states in the U.S. We're talking about Japan, Italy, Spain, mm-hmm. Africa, Brazil, like literally the entire world. Yeah. So why is it a question of it? Is it real or not? I, when I people are like <laughs> falling like flies everywhere around the world, that's what frustrates me the most. So why can't we just all do what we think is right? Because we don't know what 100% is right, right? Mm-hmm. But we can say that wearing a mask, washing your hands and all of that is one of the best things that we can do to fight something like this. Why is that so hard? Why does it have to be political? I don't know. <laughs> That's I, what frustrates me the most. Because it's not that hard to put on a mask. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. You know, and it, it is frustrating for me um, to see it because you're right. It shouldn't have gotten political. I was right. watching this from the get-go. I thought to myself, like, oh, this is a good way for human humankind to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it went pretty Oh, my gosh. And it was amazing because in the beginning when this was happening and everybody was scared shitless, mm-hmm. everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. Everybody was in quarantine. Everybody was Zoom partying. Nobody was going to people's houses. And you know what? We still may do. There's all this organization that still fed people that were, you know what I mean? Like yeah. every, there was all this mental health group coming together. It was amazing. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then, I don't know, people got bored. I don't know what the heck happened. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there was, you know, the George Floyd stuff. And and I I think that with the boredom and and being scared and upset for so long, I think just ignited. I think I think in my my, that's what I I mean, I don't want to go political in this conversation, but I mean, all the other countries are doing okay. Mm -hmm. Well, not every country, but. It's doing a little better. Let's not let's not go for <laughs> <laughs> right. let's, let's, let's just skip this. Yeah, let's, one. <laughs> let's stay with the with the the, the medical field. Um, so, what do you see the future of the medical field? What, what do you think it'll look like in about ten years, fifteen, twenty years? Do you think it, it'll get better? Do you think the government will jump in I, and make this you know universal healthcare? We, I mean, we can wish for it to be better. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think that what everybody needs to embrace is that this is the new norm. Um, Even with the vaccine around, it's still not going to be like, hey, it's going to disappear and we're going to go back pre-COVID. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to take years to be what we was, what was normal. And even then, I don't think it's going to be just normal. normal. There's going to be always like something that was weird, you know? Yeah. Well, this is this is a conversation I had with uh, my other uh, co-host Brian. Um, he seems to think that, I mean, you can die in a car crash just going to the airport. You get to the airport, you could die in a plane crash. Right. You could just a brick could fall off the or a shingle could fall right. off the roof and kill you. What? Why are we going to be so scared of this COVID thing if ninety some percent are are surviving? You know, I've heard this one before, and. 
honestly, at the end of the day, what we are in this country is are free, right? We mm. have the freedom to choose, the freedom of choice, whatever, whatnot, people say. And that is absolutely true. And for me, my choice is to protect not me really, but the people I love. Mm -hmm. Because I can spread very easily. I am frontline. I am very careful at my work. And I'm very careful around people when I have to be around people. And that is the only choice that I want to have choice in. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the person that spreads it to anyone else. Because I've seen the worst of what it can do to somebody. I've bagged a 37-year-old. I've bagged, we had a 23-year-old die. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Did so, most of those people that you see pass away, um, I mean, it's a nicer way of saying die, but they pretty much, I guess, choked on their own fluids to be crash about. But were, did they have underlying issues or was it literally uh, Most just, of them did, 100%. Okay. But I also did bag a young one that didn't. Mm -hmm. So, do you see? But I, you know, here's the thing: young people don't go to the doctor. That's yeah. So true. we don't really know, right? Yeah. So we think they're fairly healthy when they come in. So it's a question. It's questionable. But either way, I have back people that really have nothing. So I don't know. Do you have you seen them um, say that people died of the coronavirus when it's been something else? No. Just because they had it? Nope. And that's what I, I when you know we heard the rumors of them saying like you know that's because people don't under, understand the pathophysiology i'm not gonna get into it um when you have a virus this is the easiest way to um compare this you if you have hiv mm -hmm. you don't die because you have hiv you die because of aids which is like compromises all of the system. other stuff yeah right yeah so when you have coronavirus you don't die because of the coronavirus all the stuff that comes in, pneumonia. The one thing that happens to um, COVID patients, you find it very strange, but this is what happens to them. Their blood clotting gets messed up. Okay. They're clotting so fast, so much, that they're having heart attacks and stroke. How's not, you know, that yeah. people think coronavirus, what? Stroke? From the coronavirus. Right. You know okay. what I mean? So, so that when people say stuff like that, it's they don't understand the pathophysiology. Exactly. And, and that's... The common thing I'm seeing out there is that there's a lot of people who don't know what they're talking about talking. Right, right. So, okay, this is nice and short and sweet where, you know, where we won't carry on this conversation too, too long. But as a nurse, as a caregiver, a healer, as one would say. A healer. A healer, I yes. Like that one. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to tell the public? Um, it doesn't have to do with coronavirus or whatever, but if, if you had something that you could just let the people know as, as a nurse, what would it be? I mean, oh, oh gosh, like everybody is confused. We are confused. The only thing we can do at a time like this is to be kind and not to come with their negativity and their judgment. If somebody tells you this might be the right thing to do, don't go against it just because you feel like it's uncomfortable or inconvenient or against your political view or, or against your political <laughs> view it's nothing in that like we're telling you guys this because we're seeing things that you guys don't see and i from the bottom of my heart have seen just the absolute worst with covid um, and I've, i mean i've seen that in other things too but right, right now i think it's just very relevant to talk about it mm. yeah 
Well, very well said. Hopefully we can have you on this, that, and the other where we can actually talk about some of the horrible things you've seen because that sounded <laughs> interesting. I wanted to hit on those. Like, why are people taking guts out of people? But thank you for, for coming on to Sam of All Trades. For sure. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. And um, My voice shaking. I'm still nervous. You're still nervous? Why are you still nervous? We're almost done, but it, I'm still nervous. It went, it went very well. No, I really appreciate your time. Um, and, I, you know, I'll... I'll love to have you on in the future again to have probably have some more questions about nursing but thank you alexis kuna um icu registered nurse how do you what is your title what would you call yourself i'm actually heart lexi what's that (laughs) my my instagram blog is heart lexi nobody calls me alexis okay well heart lexi (laughs) no it's just lexi okay lexi well all right since we are buddies now Lexi yes um yeah I'd love to have you on again and thanks for coming by thank you take care bye